the Studio Cuts Podcast with WRRV. What's going on? It's Val with the Hudson Valley's Alternative 92.7, WRV, and welcome to the Studio Cuts Podcast. This is my first time taking over the podcast. I hope you'll go easy on me, but I had the chance earlier this week to chat with some friends in L.A., and by friends, I mean three brothers that make up the band Palais Royale. Let's see what the guys have been up to. This is very cool um, to be on the, the early end of your, your new era of of interviews and whatnot. So I guess um, we know that you're in LA. If we were going to um, send our listeners to where you are at this moment, what's one thing you would tell them like off the bat, here's what you need to do right now. In Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, um, what is there to do here? <laughs> There's so much to do in LA. But um, I think if it's the tourist stuff, stay away from Hollywood. Stay away from okay. Good advice. <laughs> go straight to the Rainbow Room and go have fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rainbow Room's usually the quintessential rock and roll place. It's to weirdly go. made like the strangest comeback of all time, the Rainbow Room. But I guess that's a good ago. thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think with everything happening recently with like TV shows and movies, and it's like they're very much making the sunset strip a thing again because it's nostalgic because like 10 years ago when we first started playing there it was like eight years ago we first started playing the sunset strip and doing the vibe room it was kind of like you're playing the strip like that's not that cool but now it's like oh you're playing the sunset strip that's cool it's, like, it's cool again and it's like oh cool like after we're past that now it's cool <laughs> awesome but, um so let, let's talk music i mean in the past couple of weeks you guys have released not one but two songs so yeah. what was the, what was the idea behind dropping two songs back to back with videos? Honestly, this was the first time. It was one of those things that we've always been like, oh, we're gonna do, you know, let the fans get one song, one. And our labels like Ash, the head label, was like, and our manager actually, they they were sitting on the beach in Tahoe listening to the record, and they're like, they should put these two songs out together. I'm like, that is the most romantic thing about Palier Out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, so that was. Um... We did not expect about two songs. We didn't. It was, it was like a week uh, before, and it was like we're putting them both out the same day. And we're like, all right, well, let's let's think about other way to do it. So we'll have the premiere happen at midnight, one happen at, at noon, and it works. Like everyone thought it was going to be like one was going to do su- substantially better than the other. Yeah, it was. It was definitely kind of out of left field because we did not expect both songs to come out on the same day. And like literally two days before the tracks came out, we were still editing the music videos. Yeah. Yeah, so we were like, I mean, right up to the end there. Unfortunately, no matter what, we we have the past year, we made the record and it's been a real, that was like one of the best experiences for us as a band in the past five years was to actually take our time on something. But it was definitely doing the the music videos. For some reason, we always literally deliver it 12 hours before we're supposed to even post it. I don't know why we got to get better at that, but we have to get better at time management. We had the undertaking of shooting two videos in the course of three days. So we shot from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Slept no and way. We shot two videos back to back with like a 60 person. So you'll see us significantly more tired looking in No Love in L.A. And okay. it kind of matched the video. So it was it was definitely kind of like worth it, you know. I was just going to ask which one was shot first, but okay, yeah. you gave that. I mean, they're, yeah. they're two very different videos and two very different sounding songs, but I mean, you obviously know this about your fan base. They're wild for you. And I mean, the reception has been so, um, like to follow your socials and stuff, your fans are just going nuts and, and they're so excited. 
about as you're calling it this new era yeah, yeah. well it's, i think it's i definitely think been. That, that's the one thing that we've learned from the two releases and that was a huge thing our, our producer that uh, worked on this whole album with us um he mr chris Giriotti, he 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 said the other day he's like it just shows proof that without anything your fans are going to take the songs to a whole new world that a lot of promotion can't do by itself because it's so organic and they're just like so invested into the project and i think that's what you know because it is at the end of the day we're telling our stories and saying what it is but we're just being truthful to it and that's why people are relating to it and, and I, I digging deep on it as so. far as like the two different sounds go i think that's one thing we always kind of inspired especially with this new record we didn't really try to define the sound into one genre because we're really not if you kind of look at us we're all kind of different looking so why right. would we be cohesive with one sound so it's uh this record kind of is it's i wouldn't describe it as like a certain genre but it, to us it's just a piece of art you know that's awesome. I loved when I was like reading about like some of your background and inspiration and stuff that you said the Tim Burton inspiration, um, a fashion art rock band and a fashion art trio. Like normally, like when you when you talk to these bands, and you talk to these artists, it's like, oh, this is my inspiration or we 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 work on this specifically. You guys are like, this is who we are. And it's so many different moving pieces. And I think, I think that. that that's that's the most important thing about what with Pali is. It's the other day we were rehearsing and Emerson was out of town. It's just so funny to see like it's one thing drummers will just be like, I'm gonna focus on this part, but because he's drawing all the comic books, designing all the merch, doing all the artwork for the band, you know, on an even more scale, building like a completely immersive world that's gonna be with this next era. That you know, not hiring anyone else, he's learned how to you know program and everything in the past year and. Yeah, I think uh, one of the most interesting bands, uh, in my opinion, is the Velvet Underground. Um, and to me, like, I think it would be the most interesting thing if Andy Warhol was in the band or like one of the members. Okay. Of the so I haven't seen uh, really any band do that. So, I mean, I'm doing my damnedest. <laughs> it's awesome. It's the, the, I mean, the creativity that surrounds the three of you is just incredible. Thanks. Thank you so much. That, that means the world. I think it's important to create this almost like safe haven uh, divinity within this world because uh, obviously in the last year and a year and a half this world can be a bit strange and challenging uh, a little bit unpredictable mostly all the time so if you have this moment to suspend your emotions with art music philosophy poetry architecture then yeah. you know, that's that's kind of what I want to express and spend my time in existence doing here that's awesome now to go to the to the past year and a half you guys released an album like very early on into the world yeah. changing yeah. forever. What was it like to release an album and not be able to go out and, and support it and talk about it uh, and really get the full experience? We got really lucky that we were able to do at least do 20 shows. We the, It's weird. Most bands, they put out a record, then tour the record. We yep. started the touring of the album before the album even came out. And kind of doing backwards, I feel like the album is the last thing in the cycle because you're like, here's the body of work you're getting to enjoy the single world and like actually letting people live with a song versus here's 12 songs or 15 songs or whatever it is. So the bastards, we were able to go into Europe in February, March of 2020. And it was amazing. It was like the best shows, the most surreal shows we've ever had as a band. Finally getting like two, 3000 people in a room going insane and you know, blocking off streets, getting kicked down venues. And then it was like world stopped. We had to go home. 
And it was like, okay, it's only going to be for a week. We're going to start the American right. tour. We're go home. And then just kept on, you know, pushing, pushing, pushing. And we're like, all right, whatever. We'll put out the record May 29th. And we were like, we're going to stick to that date. And of course, everything else in the world on that week happened even more drastically, you know, Black Lives Matter and everything. And it was like, our album is not important. We got to stop talking about this. There's so much more important right. topics as well. So that was, we made, you know, the decision, the right decision on that because it was like, with this thing we believe in and we're going to go out and be in the protest and do whatever we can and switch gears of the record kind of just didn't matter. And because it what didn't, you know, it, and then it has lived, songs have lived with the fans through it in a weird different time. And some fans have gravitated to different songs that the label necessarily wouldn't have seemed to be because it was just out there and it wasn't pushed in any which way. So they just found their favorites. It was so, definitely um, it was definitely a strange thing not to really tour the record, though. Right. You know, that's, that's one thing is we're just a live band and we've been pretty much playing Boom Boom Room, Side A and Side B, our first two records, pretty much for five years. And so right when this released, and it was just kind of like, I guess we have to move on to new music because everything else seems to be but I, I not kind of coming back around like touring anytime soon. So, and weirdly, it was um, it was kind of the best thing that's ever happened to this band. Yeah, it is, made us slow down. Is taking, uh, taking a second and taking a year because I got to be honest, things were kind of getting a little bit rough out on the road, especially the dynamics between the band. But yeah, we, were, we were wearing a little bit. We thin. were definitely yeah. stretching a little we bit. Left, thin, we left so. in 2015 for tour and we didn't stop till 2020 March. That's why we, we slept in a car for three years of that. We did the whole thing. Yeah, we never got on car. We did play at every bar we could for any, 10 people, got yelled at, and, you know, got bottles thrown at us. So we, we've, we we've done the thing. Every, we opened for every pop star, rock star, metal band, everything. And it was whatever tour was thrown away. It was like, oh, here's a hundred bucks. Drive to Milwaukee. Okay, we'll be there. And it was just, we just did it because that was our, we wanted to do it. And we sure. wanted to build the community. You know, in, uh, in this break of like a year and a half, we were able to like kind of get back to our roots of like classical music because um, all of us are like trained in piano and like musical theory and stuff. But I think when you tour for five years and the only time you really have a chance to express uh, without anyone listening is soundtrack, which isn't like the best way to really like try things out. Um, so really having like the privacy of just being able to play piano again, um, learning like pieces like Chopin and stuff and then applying it to a rock and roll sense. It was interesting because I feel like we've kind of come full circle in a sense. Um, I think, yeah, yeah running, just... running out of the Bastards era was definitely, we were still lost in this angst part of it. And I think then putting out the record and what well, was like less than a month later, we went to the studio and started making the next album. And it wasn't like we started making, it was just like, let's start talking about it. Let's start figuring it out. Then and the, the best thing was just us going on. A, and then just like songs just started coming naturally. Yeah, we, and then the fact that uh, I just moved because every studio was pretty much closed in right. the past year period. So I was like, you know what? why don't we just move the entire recording process into my living room? That's great. I was like, I got nothing else to do. My neighbors really aren't home. So I was like, let's just make as much noise as we can. And just like, let's. and then I, I just put a mattress upstairs in like, the office area for my uh, producer. We're like, let's just oh sleep here. God. Literally just months on end. I can't tell you how many times we have ta like 
pretty much all the budget of the record went to Postmates <laughs> and just takeout food. It was just, that's all it was. It was takeout and then just, just music for pretty much 18 hours of the day. Yeah. We, we did most of the writing process though in Malibu on the beach, which was, okay. it was good and bad because a lot of the songs we wrote were so chill. Um, <laughs> So we Which were, is not a bad thing. Chill yeah, is not a bad yeah. thing, but it wasn't bad. But we're it, so there was a moment to, where we were like, "All right, like we need. All right, right. we need we need to play some rocks a little bit." <laughs> but I think people need chill right now. That's I think yeah, that's yeah. I mean, it's not a bad thing. You can't you can't get mad at looking at the Pacific Ocean out of like a Malibu house, being like, "Okay, that's pretty great." And we just uh, we did that for two weeks at a time, and we did two separate houses. Wow. And we were we were really diligent about it. We were you know definitely enjoying ourselves, but. We were like, wake up and the sheet is actually, we made it like on a daily sheet of what we wrote that day. And it was like five to seven ideas every day. Just like, all right, you got something, you got something cool. And we actually finished majority of it with lyrics. Like that was the good thing with Chris, the producer was, we would not leave the, those house, that house without being like, from verse to the end of the song, we have the lyrics done, we have all the melodies done, and, we, and it's on acoustic guitar, and we just got voice memos of it. So we didn't even touch the computer. Yeah. So we, and we made sure the song sounded good. If you can just sing the song acoustically, and it sounds good, you got a good song on your hands. Then you know, that's very yeah. true. And yeah. sometimes you hear a song. All the advice, yeah. you know, it's easy adding all up. the orchestras and string parts and everything. I think, uh, you know, anything can sound great, but if you can just play a song just with an acoustic guitar and it sounds good, then you're on to something. The Studio Cuts Podcast with WRRV. The Studio Cuts Podcast with WRRV. This is the Studio Cuts Podcast with 92.7, WRRV, Val chatting with Palais Royale, finding out what they've been up to lately, including some new uh, habits and hobbies they picked up during lockdown. Also finding out about the two new songs they released, upcoming album and tour, lots to get to. Did you guys pick up any like weird habits or skills while you were kind of locked down working on the album. I know we've been asking that. Like- um, so we did a holographic experience with um, with our friends. Uh, they have a company called Jadu. Uh, and we did these like hologram. It's pretty much like an escape room in your house where we like okay. the walls and you like. Your phone's um, basically. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's like, it was an amazing, amazing experience to be a part of. Um, but we shot on this thing called a meta stage, which is like. I think there's like uh 260 cameras or something that goes all the way around wild um, so just being in that atmosphere was super invigorating um like imagination and creative uh creative wise um one of the people that was working on the sets was grimes brother uh and like me and him just like immediately became like soulmates uh artistically and i was just like sitting next to him just seeing what he was doing and like super interested in it um and then he kind of like pulled back the curtain on this digital frontier that's like unfolding right now because there's so much technological advances right. in like um, 3D development and game development as well. So I kind of did a deep dive around uh, October to December and just completely taught, taught myself about 3D architecture and building video games and doing cinematics within a 3D atmosphere. So uh, a lot of these elements will be applied within our live show, but more specifically in the second volume of our graphic novel series, which should be coming up next year, give or take. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. He, so that's, he, that's did that. he did that. So, like, I just, <laughs> the, the power of being able to literally create worlds. I'm obsessed with architecture and like Gothic 
like Prague is like my favorite place in the world. Um, so just the power of being able to create cities and uh, megascapes is is really powerful. That's cool. I mean, that's something cool you could talk about all these years later. Like, this is what I did while the yeah. rest of the world was trying to figure out which direction we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did I do? <laughs> I mean, I pretty much did the record and then I got a little bit into acting for the first time. So that was, that was okay. interesting. Um, Sebastian cooked a lot. An obscene amount. An obscene amount. I hate cooking now. Um, and then <laughs> the weirdest thing is we all weirdly got like stocks. So yeah. we all became weird, like stock day brokers, day traders for like, I don't probably like a month. Okay. No, it, it was a good like five months. We had on the on while we were recording, we had on the TV like all the stocks, all the cryptos. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? We had one of our musicians come and be like, what is this Wall Street? Yeah. He's were like, you I ever into that before? Like, did you? I don't even understand uh, what all those things. No, because you're on tour, you're just like you, your focus is like go to the show, play the show, get out of there, go to the next like city. Right. It's like, so having all this time, it was like literally music's in crypto. It was funny, we were, we were kind of like, like, we were yeah. born, at least Remus and I were born in Las Vegas, but we all grew up in Las right. Vegas. Right. So uh, I don't know, I, th I think we do still have that element of like Las Vegas energy. Yeah. Sure. Um, where it's just kind of like, you figure it out. And the gambling thing for sure is like, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> We were playing poker. I was, or at least I was, like, every single week during you know the whole thing. It was like a group of eight people that we played poker every single week. And then my one of my best friends is a magician, so he was like would come over, and it was like it was like we had Vegas in my house for like the whole quarantine, which was interesting. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you guys get back to Vegas often? Uh, we try to stay away. We as try as to stay away. Okay. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Vegas, honestly. It's just like. Maybe it's we'll, so maybe hot one day. and dry. The second you get out to LA, you're like, oh my God, the weather's nice all the time. Uh, yeah, maybe one day in like 10, 20 years, we'll have our own hotel and show on the strip. But until then, we'll probably stay away. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. fair. Uh, let's talk about the tour. You mentioned it a few minutes ago, but I mean, announcing some pretty significant dates. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's pretty great. Yeah, we're, we're really excited. The London's, we're doing Roundhouse, which is like 3,700 people. Just to imagine that. Our first show was only two year, two and a half years ago or whatever. Yeah, to 120 people yeah. in London. And we sold it out and we're like, yes. It was we thought show. we were the biggest band in the entire world. We sold 100 and tickets. It was, over two, it was 200 in Camden Market. 200 yeah. tickets were like, we're the biggest band we in the world. We sold 200 tickets <laughs> in then, a foreign country. And now, now it's, it's like... Uh, in mentally, I still feel like we're like in our mom's car, still having like that aspect of it. So it's like the stuff it it still kind of hasn't hit you. So I, I still show, always want the second like, show in London there. was um, fifteen hundred. Uh, it was like fifteen hundred, and then that venue got like yeah, Coco. Uh, shut down or sure. something happened. Structure structurally wasn't sound. Okay, right when we, like a week before the show, and then the show <laughs> got moved to like a fifteen hundred or two thousand. Cap venue sold that, uh, sold that out. So like our progression in London specifically is really uh, incredible. Amsterdam as well. Amsterdam like accepts us as their own. Like literally, okay. there's like pockets around the world that really like. Love I think us. Mexico City is one of those places. Like, okay. Uh, uh, Warsaw and Poland is like, I don't know what happened over there, but it's like we our, our first show sold out literally instantly second show where we've tripled the numbers and like tickets and it's 3000 people and i'm like how are we in warsaw pulling our second show doing 3000 people we worked literally for 5 years touring america to like get to 
you know, 400 people. <laughs> it was like, yeah, but now we're doing yeah. the little turn in LA, which is like October yeah. 1st. Um, that would be like, we were passing out flyers outside of the will turn like we, we went to ago, almost four years ago it's unbelievable there. yeah i remember like seeing lord there not really going in but just like handing out flyers to yeah. i think we're playing the, the viper room at the time we went to almost every show that was playing at the we, yeah the will turn 2013 so, to like 2014 we were passed out flyers literally every single show there is so it's funny to see the progression in la because we didn't really see ourselves as an la band but it's as time has come on it's like we actually are probably are really started in la and it was, you know, we, we went to every venue, it was just the Wiltern, and we went to um, the El Rey, the Fonda, and it was crazy. It was like three years ago, our first like real tour that we did by ourselves, we sold out the El Rey, and we went to the Fonda two years ago and sold that out. It's kind of like it's the like, tour did. It just keeps on like, going up each each time, yeah. and we were staying outside for hours, you know, waiting for people to come out of the shows, like get the buyers to come see us play for people and yeah, i think no we, one showed up i think we might have sold that. maybe one ticket yeah. after that but it's 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 a cool feeling yeah. it's the experience it's dessert yeah and what can what can your fans expect for for this round of the tour anything special or anything well, different you're fucking chaos yeah it's gonna be we have not seen a stage in a year and a half i plan to leave that venue just like walking away with like an explosion in the background that's in my mind that's, that's what's awesome happening. yeah so just absolutely nuts it, it's it's pretty it, it's just one of those things i think everyone's gonna have the energy our crowds already had that like it just felt like family every single time we play a show it's like kids are going insane and like if someone passes out like the whole the whole room just stops and everyone's like are you okay and like you know it's like a whole thing like and then they come back other. they come back and it's good and I think this time around too it's like super important on the stage show um like specifically we kind of want to make it look like a uh, romeo and juliet scene that's been destroyed okay you know? uh, so we definitely want to start upping um, kind of what the pretty much bag pretty much like the, the stage it. show now because we know we've always done you know we could we played every small stage there sometimes there's been no stage <laughs> so it's going to be cool to actually set dress and actually give uh, a crazy performance with the visuals, not just uh, the we, live. We actually learned that from just opening for for such great uh, artists. Like we were on tour with Rob Zombie. I think that was our last yeah. um, opening slot in America. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And that man puts on a show every night. It doesn't matter he's how got he's doing so much energy. It is insane. He's um, two and a half doing hours. it for a little while. <laughs> yeah, jumping yeah. around, I'm like, but <laughs> no, I think I think taking from the greats and, and seeing what. The, the little tricks that they use within their shows. Um, we, we would take our notes and we would watch and see and uh, learn every night and be like, okay, there's ways to do this better on a grander scale. Because I think shows in general that like, especially the anticipation for a show beginning is such a magical moment. And if yes. you really harness it and expand it and like play with it, uh, it makes the night literally re like memorable for the rest of your life. Yeah, the, the European festival circuit, I think when the last time we really were able to do it was doing Pink Pop and it was right before the zombie tour. And it was, I remember doing Pink Pop and like just seeing, you know, all from, you know, you had 1975 and then like all the way to Fleetwood Mac of acts. Right. <laughs> Okay, this is it's cool to see and you're on the same stage doing it and your crowd's yes, responsive well. is as as the same. And it's 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 a cool experience. And I think that was like 
once we started getting that, I, we were always been show ponies on stage. Like we don't stop running. <laughs> it's literally like we, are, you it's know, like, people don't it's expect like cardio to, for like straight it's, hours. It's, Remington will go <laughs> climb every single thing in the whole entire place, jump in the crowd, come back to the stage. And it's like, literally people started, started saying that it was like, oh, this is like cardio royale. <laughs> <laughs> is there anybody that you've toured with in the past that like checked off your bucket list of like, got to go out with this person? Or is anybody still on your list that you're like, we would- just got a call for like one of the craziest bands in the, in the world right now. Yeah. And we're, we're confirming if we're going to be the opening slot. Okay. Um, but if we get that, it will be pretty it's wild. Definitely a bucket list. It's definitely one of the it's a biggest names in sure. rock history. It makes yeah. sense. So, it's weird. Okay, so weird. now you're gonna leave us hanging. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we've we've learned the hard way. We say things before it's good. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Completely get it. Did I stop doing that? Stop talking. <laughs> Did I see Bad Flower is going out with you guys? Yeah. Yeah, so they're supporting us in the UK and Europe, which is crazy too, because it's like that's a band that's done really well, and I think they're they they do really well in America, and I think overseas they've been like building it, and it's funny, it's like how they built in America quickly is how we built in Europe quickly, and so it's a yep. flip off thing, so it's kind of uh, they're great though. I'm looking yeah. forward to touring with them. Yeah, and um, it's, really always, like, it's always it's always so really funny, like, like always have. seeing like the first recommended video after like one of our music videos is Bad Flower. It's and a good. Well, we watch a Bad Flower video. It's like recommended palette. It's so cool. It was bound to happen, so we're yeah. really excited to take. Every, them out we saw couple. that if we were playing a, sing, a festival in St. Louis. I remember Josh was standing behind the stage. He's like, like filming. He's like, fuck, these guys are so good. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. I, I appreciate because a lot of people have this attitude of like can't tell you i like your music you're you guys are okay and he just had the attitude of like oh you guys are sick and i'm like i appreciate that so i'm i'm excited to see a bad flower show almost every night so i'm excited that's awesome i saw them open for shine down a few years ago and i was blown away what a performance yeah yeah and then we have uh, the american tour we can say it now it doesn't matter but uh we had Dwayne and mothica um who are opening up for the wilson show they're gonna be opening up our whole uh, u.s tour awesome and are the U.S. tour dates out yet? No, they were supposed to be like a month ago. Okay. But yeah, we, it just um, fans are so upset with us. I'm like, it's not. Well, because cool. like we, I mean, technically, like if you type in Tyler Al show, like there's shows that we're playing right now. Yeah, we're still on, we're on tour right now. Um, I think it's just that that gray area of like the industry playing catch up with like how do we do this properly without and it's right. like it, refunds know? and stuff, and so there's like take it venues, but. We can say it's coming out next week. Yeah. Yeah, so. Okay. Well, we were told that last week and the week yeah. before. <laughs> but uh, you know, make any promises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess um, I don't know what I want to wrap with. Maybe I'll ask about um, a billboard in yeah. LA to celebrate. You know, your release of your new music. What was that like to wake up to? We haven't seen it yet. Is it out? Is it out? It's uh-huh. out. The LA billboard? Yeah. No. I love it. You know your shit. <laughs> I, mean, I saw it on Instagram, I think. No, that was in the UK. Oh, that's UK. I thought that there was, was an LA one too. No. The one in LA is, comes out today. Oh, it does. Uh, it does come out today, yeah. Oh, uh, well, that's for, yeah, the one in So we have not seen the one okay. in LA. Maybe I yeah, right. There's someone at Amazon that works over for the UK office and over like over the whole like quarantine where I've been sending her music back and forth and just, you know, kind of getting people's opinions prior. And it's been really helpful because it's like, you see that 
we didn't realize you always think like the team needs to reach out and stuff, but like as an artist, it's building relationships with people because they're all music. Everyone's a music lover that's in music for the most part. So it's, yeah, I can't imagine someone just going, yeah, I don't like music. I, there's some people that don't, but it's the thing was, it was this girl out, i and she literally was just like, every every single thing i sent her she's like i want to help support and she's like i got a surprise for you i'm like what is it and she's like billboard and now that the word's getting upgraded to the biggest billboard in like london so our fans were so sweet they showed up we did this like live stream i um, saw that that yeah. went awry like we sounded like robots robots <laughs> but it was all right it was, yeah. it was in live stream fashion it's definitely <laughs> technical difficulties there but you know we got the the message of love across yeah but, I think we're yeah, all but, adapting to this like digital world of like doing these like Facebook lives and these interactive things. And you guys have been doing that kind of all along. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is true. Yeah. It's funny though, is we never did a live stream. So um, I think when we, when we, when we come back, it'll be this special moment. Cause it's like, we kind of kept our live show like sacred, this like sacred thing, you know, I, I, we, I think we did it right when we came out to her, like, of course, my, my mind is like, let's work, let's work. So we were doing this weekly thing called Lonely with Pally Rao, And we had like our own late night kind of talk show <laughs> that we did. And our friend was the interviewer. And then it just went out of control. Yeah. Hey, when I think it's super important. And in, in this time, I think we've all realized like self-preservation yes. is very, very crucial. Um, Cause it's like, we love chess. We're chess players. So it's a long game. We're not playing checkers in our lives. Yeah, we're, we're definitely after a long game. So we definitely want a career for the next. I want to be 80 up there on stage. Still touring? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Seeing what the Stones are doing, it's very inspiring. <laughs> I was just going to say that. When you look at the Stones, like, and people are still lining up to get into their shows. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's. I think. So. I don't know if I would rock the New Balance shoes as well as Mick Jagger, well. but I'm going to try my damnedest. I will live for the day to see one of you in New Balance shoes. Oh, it's going to be great. I'll, you know, I'll put like little spikes on them. You know, I'll, I'll dress it up. I'll dress it up. I like it. Amazing. I, I can't thank you guys enough. This was so cool. Such an awesome experience to, uh, to be on the front end of, you know, promotion for the new album and talk about the new songs and the upcoming tour. We will look forward to the U.S. dates because yes. I know that's something we were keeping our eye on on this end. We were like, we could talk about the European dates, but... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> People are traveling that far. Yeah. Well, awesome. thank, thank you, you so much. much for taking the time to talk with us. Is uh, We actually haven't done like <laughs> an interview in a minute. So it's, it's nice kind of like refreshing. It. We cut ourselves off a little bit, but you know, but thank you so much for taking the time and uh, we can't wait to see you at a show. This is awesome. Thank you guys so much and uh, good luck. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for the support. Thank you for joining me for the Studio Cuts podcast. Don't forget to join us for Sunday Studio Cuts, a new music show every Sunday night on WRV at 10 p.m. Brought to you by Darkside Records. The Studio Cuts podcast with WRRV.